0: Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Recently, I was feeling overwhelmed with all of the responsibilities I was juggling in my work and personal life. I signed up for BetterHelp and scheduled my first online therapy session. To be honest, I was a little nervous about meeting with a therapist online, but I was matched with a great therapist who offered me a fantastic experience. She helped me tremendously in our first session, and I noticed an instant difference in my mental health. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can also message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions whenever it's convenient for you. If you're matched with a therapist who isn't the right fit for any reason, Season, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, you also get more scheduling flexibility and a more affordable price, especially when you get 10% off your first month by signing up at betterhelp.com MFRP. That's betterhelp.com slash MFRP. Check it out and sign up today. the motivation for regular people podcast where you'll find all the inspiration you need to start continue and finish the goals that matter most to you today you're going to learn about how you can accomplish more goals by focusing on small tiny habits this will help you move forward even when you feel like you are lacking motivation or you're not sure what the entire path forward looks like Before we get into the episode, I want to encourage you to subscribe so that you'll get all of our future episodes delivered to your newsfeed. You can also leave us a rating and a five-star review if you find the content helpful. Our guest today is Nate Slager. Nate is a personal trainer with over 15 years of experience. He's also the host of the Begin Within podcast I got to connect with Nate back in March when I went on his show as a guest. And once I met him, I knew he would be a great fit for this podcast as well. You're going to find so much value in hearing what Nate has to say. So with that in mind, let's dive right in. Here's Nate Slager. Hey Nate, great to have you on the show. Great to be here. So Nate and I connected a couple months back. I was actually on your podcast back in March or April. And we'll link that in the show notes so that people can hear our first conversation and get familiar with your podcast. But for awesome. for our conversation today, um, so you're a personal trainer. You've been a personal trainer for don't remember the exact time, at least ten years, right? Too long, yeah, too long. <laughs> so in that time, ten years plus, what have you learned about the connection between fitness and motivation?
1: It's everything. Right. I, I feel like, and we you know, like we were just talking about before, before I started personal training, I was so, so excited to be able to help people. You know, I was just like, I know, I know what I, what they need to do. I can't wait to show them and teach them, you know? And then, um, I found out after a little while that, that it didn't happen that way. It it was like, I was, uh, it was a in I you know ideal world kind of a uh, um, uh, little bit naive on my part to think that that's how it would work, right? I just said, hey, this is what you should do. This is the best way to get the results you want, and then you're gonna do it, and everything's gonna go great. Um, I found that motivation was like the number one thing that was mm. um, impacting the results that my clients were having, and that I you know was able to help them to have.
0: Mm. That's so interesting. So if telling people what to do was not motivating, what have you learned about what will motivate people?
1: That's, it's been a journey. I mean, I know it's, I mean, that's, you're exploring that with the podcast. Um, I started, I I guess I had this kind of, I wouldn't say a revelation, but for me, it was like, there was a point where I realized like, it's not about the, the reps and the sets, right. You could do this you know 10 sets do or 10 reps do it three times um it, it wasn't about that it wasn't about the programming it was about um trying to really help people to to, to do what what they really did want to do they just weren't doing it and so um i started to do more research into psychology and motivation and less into how to do a you know the perfect push up or how to squat properly, you know, I was like, all right, I know that enough. I've learned enough about that. You can just learn and learn and learn forever. But all that knowledge was useless if I wasn't really helping people put it into practice. So um, for me, it was about doing a lot of reading, doing a lot of research, listening to a lot of experts. And the best answer that I've come across, I think to this, to this date is uh, the one that BJ Fogg shares in his book Tiny Habits, um, and this it's it's repeated in some of the other really good books, um, Atomic Habits. I mean, it's and it's in the name of each of those books, right? Atomic Habits by James Clear, ti- Tiny Habits, right? We all of a sudden we get the sense of smaller is better, mm. right? Sm- smaller is better. So Atomic Habits, right? Tiny, atom, atom sized, right? This is the little things uh tiny habits obviously very small and so helping people start small and then go from there was huge was key to helping them to to stay motivated
0: mm. that's so interesting and there's so much that i want to unpack there but i think one thing that initially stands out in my mind so you talked about you were sort of on this journey where you were training people you wanted to help them get in better shape and you realized that telling them how to squat better, or how many reps to do was not getting the job done. And so you switched to this approach where rather than teaching them how to do those things, you're helping them with their motivation and helping them build these tiny habits. And so it makes me wonder if you now see personal training as an opportunity, not just to help people develop physically, but develop in other areas of their life as well. Is that something that you've experienced?
1: Yeah, big time. Yeah. You, you know, that I, it started to be a situation where I realized like this, this is gonna, it should impact their whole life, right? If they're going to improve in their fitness, they're actually just, they're becoming healthier versions of themselves. And health is so many different things, right? It's how we sleep. It's how we eat. It's how we hydrate. It's, um, a lot of things that we want to stop doing a lot of times, right? Different foods we want to not eat or things we want to not drink. Um, you know, in and, and addition to movement, I mean, it's about our connection with other people, our connection with nature, our, um, our own, uh, ability to, um, regulate our emotions, right. Our kind of our connection or our relationship with ourselves. Like there's so much involved in it. And instead of trying to just like, keep it, I'm going to stay on this, like one path of like workout this, I'm going to show you how to exercise safely and properly to get the results you wanted. I realized I needed to you know, expand out into some of those other areas to help people realize what what health what health is, and and I think to be kind of a little bit more humble about you know how much I could really help them if if all I was doing was showing them how to squat better, how to do better push ups, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I love that approach. So I'm imagining if I were to come to you as a client for personal training, and I didn't have much or any experience in the gym or in working out, what would be some of those tiny habits that you would try to instill in me from the beginning?
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot depends right on your, on, on what goals you have. Like we want to talk about that for sure, but it is about trying to analyze someone's lifestyle with them and take a look at kind of the low hanging fruit I think initially, right? How are you sleeping? Uh, what are what's what's your home life like? I ask that all the time. Like, do you have a lot of support? Like, are people uh, helping you out with this imp- health improvement that you want to make? Um, what what is eating like? Right? Do you are you? How much water are you drinking every day? Um, because there's there's things that are going to impact. I mean, even how safe it is for somebody to be in the gym with me or, you know, we train virtually now, right? How safe it is for you to work out, right? If, you, if you've if you been up all night stressing out over something and you haven't slept in over 24 hours and now you come to me, like, hey, let's do a workout. I will probably not do that workout with you, right? I'll tell you to go take a nap. <laughs> so it, it has a lot to do with um, kind of understanding the priorities, right? And exercise, it's important, but there are other, you know, more important things when it comes to health, and mm-hmm. and that's where I said like kind of realizing that, and being honest about that, and saying like you know even though when I came out when I came out you know s- stepped on the the gym floor when I was first a trainer you know fifteen years ago, um, I thought fitness is everything, exercise is everything. I'm going to change everybody's life with this. I had to be you know realize like that it's a it's a part of it, but if someone's doing all this other stuff. And they're not working out with me, they might still be in in terrific shape and be very happy with the level of health that they have.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good reminder that there's really no such thing as a one size fits all goal. Goals are really specific to the person, to the circumstance, to the situation. And I think a lot of times the mistake that people will make is they'll hear about a goal that maybe it works for a lot of people, or maybe it's a goal that they feel like they should have. And they'll try to implement that goal and they won't have success. They either won't take the action they're supposed to take, or they won't engage with it because they don't enjoy it because it's not fulfilling to them. I think about the example of running, you know, a lot of people think that they want to get in shape and so they should go jog or they should go walk on a treadmill and that's their absolute least favorite thing to do. And so they give up before they even really start, or maybe they do it a couple of times and it doesn't stick and all of a sudden this limiting belief starts to set in that i can't get in shape or i'm not motivated to get in shape you are in doing that equating getting in shape with jogging or walking and maybe that's not the way that you need to apply that goal maybe it's something entirely different
1: yeah I agree 100% yeah so movement is great right our bodies are they're designed to move we got muscles we they should you know things work better when we're using them when we're putting effort into um, you know, even doing a little more than we used to do if we had a sedentary life to begin with, but there's a lot of paths to, to improving health. And for most of the people, you know, and I, I shouldn't, this doesn't apply, you know, necessarily to athletes. I know you've got a triathlon coming up, right? Yeah. I um, made this
0: crazy decision that I might regret at some point to do yeah, a triathlon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is it, you know, it's different
1: for, for some trainers that work with athletes They work with some, you know, very specific populations of people, the people that I'm working with are the busy parents, They're general, you know, what we call general population, right? They're just regular people like, like you, you know, your podcast is, is for motivation for regular people. Right. So, um, there's a lot going on in life. And so we need to find what is going to work for that individual and it's, I've always found small, small is better. Let's Mm -hmm. focus small, right? We kind of know like, hey, this is where we're heading, but what do we need to do now between where you're at and there to help you to just take small steps in that direction? And let's Mm -hmm. focus on those little steps right now to get you there.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, so as you've researched the benefit of small habits, as you've read BJ Fogg and James Clear, how has this manifested itself in your own life? Ooh <laughs> you got you took me by surprise with that. Um, it's taken a lot of pressure off,
1: I think initially, you know, that's my first uh, thought and response to that question because being kind of like a, I always felt like I was a highly motivated person, you know, and I wanted to be. But it, it got very tiring after a while. It just, it, it really did. Because so I'm like, I gotta, I always want to be on, right? I want to get up early. I want to be the first one wherever. I want to be with the smile. I want to be with all the energy. I'm a motivator. Um, <laughs> it gets tiring, you know? So um, realizing that what I need to do is focus on the little, you know, the little thing. If I can, if I can get that first step done, um, motivation comes from that. And if I'm focused on just the little step, I really don't need a lot of motivation to get that thing done, you know. So for example, you know, in my own life, I mean, even when I was um, I'm not still living this lifestyle, but I used to wake up, you know, four, uh, four th- well, for a while I was trained people in the in the gym at 4 30 a.m. And I remember waking up, you know, obviously at home, right? And the alarm goes off and I probably didn't have enough sleep. You know, um, and I, my first thought every morning was like, "Put your feet on the floor, put your feet on the floor, <laughs> right?" And then as once I had that, I was like, "Walk to the bathroom, just walk to the bathroom." Like I remember these thoughts in my head, and the irony of it is later I learned like that's that's the secret of motivation. Like just, what do I have to do right now? Focus on it. If I can just get that thing done, the next the next step is going to be real easy from, from that point. Right. But if I'm like, man, I got to get to the gym at four 30 and be ready to train someone that sounds insurmountable when I'm laying in bed, all cozy and, you know, tired. So just one, one thing at a time. And Mm. I've been able to, you know, over the years, understand, you know, how, how that works in, in all, all those areas we talked about of, of improving health. Just, just focus on the little step you need to take right now. You don't need a lot of motivation for it, and that's great. Because so even if you're not feeling motivated, you can at least take the little step. Oh yeah. And once you take it, once you take it, then you you feel more motivated. Like, hey, I accomplished something. Like I'm a I'm a person to get stuff done, even though I was mm-hmm.
0: little. And then I can I can keep going from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very James Clear esque as well. This idea that every action that you take is casting a vote for the type of person that you want to be. And I think what you just shared is so powerful for two reasons. One, kind of like you said, if we focus on taking one step rather than trying to take seven or eight steps at one time, makes it so much easier for us to move forward. It's kind of similar to the old adage. How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? But I think that the other piece that I want to add in of why I like what you said so much, it's encouraging to me because it helps me realize that I can move forward and take steps even if I don't know what the next six or seven steps look like. How often do we have a goal that is a big goal that we desire, but we don't know entirely how to accomplish it? So thinking about common goals for people, maybe it's writing a book, maybe it's starting a business, maybe it's creating something that doesn't currently exist. And we don't know how to finish and that keeps us from starting. But if I take what you said and apply it, what I realize is, even if I don't know every single step from point A to point B, if I know the next step, I can take that step. I can learn Mm -hmm. what the next step to take is, and I can go from there. And eventually if I keep taking enough steps, I'm going to reach that goal. It may not happen quickly. It may not be easy, but it is possible.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, There's some things you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to do right in order to get to where you, where you ultimately want to end up, even if you don't know all those steps. So like, let's just focus on what we absolutely know needs to happen here. Um, and the rest will become more obvious when we get there. But, you know, even if we have to do some more education, learning, get, get some more resources, support, you know, I, I know I got to put on these gym shoes one way or another, right. I got to put on these sneakers in order to do the, do the workout. So I may not know what the workout is yet, but no, I got to get these shoes on. So let's just start there.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. That's so empowering. Well, Hey, we've got a few minutes left here. Do you mind if I switch directions a little bit? You gave me a, a sort of teaser in our conversation before the recording started that I wanted to follow up on. So we were discussing this idea, talking about personal training and fitness of why people sign up for gym memberships and don't go to the gym. So in your experience what's happening there? Um so
1: in my experience um signing up for the gym membership is an interesting thing because it you know usually people are feeling there's some negative emotions that are motivating them right i i don't feel good about something signing up for the gym membership is just an easy like one and done thing and now i feel better in that moment i did something but the the actual act of going to the gym right now that I have the gym membership, um, on a regular basis is, is too colossal of an undertaking for, for the regular person to do if they haven't been doing anything already. So, uh, you know, we can be motivated to do a really tough thing once. And the tough thing once is getting to that gym and buying the membership, right? I was motivated to do it and it, it's good. Check it off the list. And I actually feel pretty good having done it because now I have access to all this help and all this equipment that I know I need. Um, but it's on repeating that, right? I have to I have to actually essentially go by the gym membership almost every day of the week in order to to get the results that I want, right? <laughs> I have to go back to that gym and maybe get some support from a staff member or spend some time there with the equipment. And if I haven't been doing anything, making that a consistent part of my life is, it's too huge. It's not, it's not a tiny step. It's a huge step every time I do it. And so people don't use their gym memberships because it's just too hard. It's too big. Um, It's too colossal of an undertaking for them to go from not doing anything to now going to the gym on a regular basis. Hmm. Too huge.
0: Yeah, it's so paradoxical, right? Because you think about someone who signs up for that gym membership and that's a big step. It's not a bad step necessarily, but I think you're right in saying that someone could sign up for that gym membership, feel like they've done something good and substantial, and there's a sense of accomplishment from making that decision. And then all of a sudden they realize that they have to follow through on that and essentially make that difficult decision over and over again. So it's like you you set that bar too high for yourself in a way to a point where you can't consistently achieve it. And then because you can't consistently achieve it, you start to see yourself in the sort of negative light that could derail any future progress that you might make. Yep. You got it. So how do we take the concept of tiny habits and smaller is better and apply it to that person who's thinking about signing up for a gym membership? Well, um,
1: I would love to talk to them about it. Uh,
0: <laughs> you know, Same one thing that
1: we do, you know, the, the company that I, that I'm part of now, everything's done at home. You know, people, our, our clients work out at home, you know, for starters, it's just easier for them. Right. Not to say like gyms are bad. They're not, they're great for some people. Um, so if somebody has that gym membership, what we've told our clients is focus on the step you have to take to get. Come and see us at the gym. So, um, you know, get in the car. That's all you have to do, right? Just focus on getting in the car and that's it, right? And people will find like, uh, and I'll tell my, you know, I would tell my client, once you're in the car, you can go back in the house and be done. Like that, all I want you to do is get in the car. Everyone gets in the car and they're like, okay, now I can drive to the gym. Like, that's fine. I did this much. I'm going to go the rest of the way, but they're just focusing on that one tiny step. And so, and then the next day it's workout day, same thing. Just focus on getting in the car. And I want you to think about the workout. I want you to think about walking in the gym and being concerned about who might be judging you or to just get in the car. That's it. That's all I need to sit down in the front seat of the car. And every time that's, that's the focus, just the easy thing, you know? So like I mentioned earlier, maybe it's just put on the gym shoes, step, step easy step. Once you take it, you're much more likely to, to follow through and we'll keep experimenting, right? Nate, I sat in the car and then I went back in the house. It didn't work, right? Okay, let's let's try something else to focus on. We'll get it eventually, but that's that's the answer, right? Make it as easy as you can. Get the gym membership closest to your house, right? Or you know, just decide you're going to work out at home. Make it as easy as possible and then just focus on what step do I need to take next?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as you do that, you are starting to reverse those habit loops in your brain. And I may have shared this story when I was on your podcast, but for any listeners that are listening to this episode that haven't heard that one, I remember when I first started working out, I had a day where I didn't want to go to the gym. I don't know if there was something else going on or if I was just tired, but nothing inside me wanted to go. And I made the decision to go anyways. And I remember afterwards feeling so good, not just physically, but also mentally and emotionally. And I trace. So since then, there's been about 10 years that have gone by and I've been able to do races and lift weights and so many things since then. And I trace it back in many ways to that moment when the habit loop began to reverse in my brain from working out as something that is going to make me tired and uncomfortable to working out is something that will help me feel better after I'm done.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You got it. And I I think whatever you can do, like you said, to feel better, you know, sometimes with working out, I think I'm going to reward myself at the end of the week if i do all my workouts right or after i lose the x amount of weight this month i'm going to have a reward set up for myself it doesn't work right it we need the reward now you mentioned the habit loop like you need to feel good right after you do it so um setting that up building that into the process right so that you so that you do feel good you know call call someone you you love talking to at on your way home from your workout or um you know that's a, that's a big part of having a coach, having a trainer, that person should make you feel good every step of the way and after at the end, right? We're social people. So finding someone to work out with that you can celebrate that event right away with, and not like pushing these rewards down the line. That's not how habits work, right? We got to feel good right now. Otherwise Mm -hmm. we're not going to, we're not going to replicate it. It's not going to keep happening.
0: What gets rewarded gets repeated. Yeah. Nate, this has been an awesome conversation. I know I've benefited so much just from getting to be on the other side of the interview and hearing what you have to say. So I so appreciate you taking this time to share with us. If anyone's interested in learning more about you, about training with you, where can people connect with you?
1: Yeah, uh, the best place to I be, mean, since we're here on the podcast is is probably on, on my podcast, uh, the Begin Within Health Show, where we're exploring all kinds of different health topics, areas of health outside of just working out. Um, and then we also have, um, a free ebook that encapsulates a lot of the concepts,
0: some of which we talked about here and that they can get at beginwithin.fit slash ebook. Awesome. And we'll link that in the show notes as well. So people have easy access. Nate, thanks again. It was good to talk with you one more time.
1: Yeah, it was great. Thanks.
0: Before we wrap up, let me tell you about one more opportunity that will help you unlock your motivation and pursue your most important goals. If you're anything like me, you start the new week with a lot of excitement. You have big plans and you can't wait to see what happens. Once the week gets going though, you may have something unexpected come on your plate or you may simply start to feel overwhelmed by all of the tasks that you have to juggle and it can be difficult to finish the week with the same amount of motivation that you had when you started. If this is a feeling you can relate to, go to my website at BradyRoss.com and sign up for my Midweek Momentum newsletter. Each Tuesday, I'll send you a short email with a thought, quote, or reflection, often based on the podcast from the week before. This boost of momentum will help you finish your week with the same amount of drive and determination that you had when you started. After you sign up, you'll receive a free instant download of the introduction and chapter one of my book, Seven Steps to Dominate Your Day and Crush Your Goals. You'll learn how to maximize the power and potential of each day by planning in advance what you want to accomplish. This newsletter is completely free. I won't spam you. I won't sell your information. And you can unsubscribe at any time if for whatever reason you don't find the content helpful. I simply want to help you carry your motivation through the end of the week and give you the boost you need to start doing more of the work that matters. And I think that you'll ultimately find both the information in the email and the timing of it very helpful. So if you're interested, you can sign up today at BradyRoss.com. That's b-r-a-d-y-r-o-s-s.com, And we'll include that link in the show notes as well. Once again, thanks for listening to today's show. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done so. And if you're willing to leave us a rating, that would be awesome as well. Any positive feedback helps us grow this community and spread the word to others who may find the content helpful. As we wrap up, remember, you already have all of the motivation that you need, and it's up to you to decide what you'll do with it.